Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Daniel Hagen. Are you guys okay? Doing okay this morning? That's good. front doors over there. Oh, why are you here? Come on in. And we might, Nate, if you're cool to do some soundtrack, that'll be awesome. Let's give Moses a round of applause. Thanks. Didn't the band do a great job? Am I allowed to say that? I am. Grab a seat if you want, man. It's all right. I'll stand here. Okay. Cool. What's going on? I was just about to tell everyone that we were all, the Bible says that we're all dead in our transgressions. Dead? I'm not dead. (laughs) He said I'm dead. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, ah. That's good. <laughs> I want to explain I'm something. I'm now. definitely not dead. <laughs> I want to take us to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. If you've got your Bibles, let's go there together. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. It says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air. If you're not sure who that is, it's the devil, demons, the demonic realm, the unseen realm. And we, Sometimes when we're not with God, we're bound by demons and addiction and turmoil and strife and trouble. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh. And I think that's important to note because sometimes we have really broken people that come in church and we can kind of look down on them. And, but the truth is that at one point in time, we were all sinners. We all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh. Maybe your stronghold wasn't Ricardi, maybe it was something else, but we all have fallen short of the glory of God. At some point, we all conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh. And that's what it says here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh, of the mind, we were by nature children of wrath. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't you say to the person next to you, we were by nature Sinners. It's just, I don't know what he's talking about. Basically, he's just going on and on about God's stuff. And I was out the other day and he comes up to me. He's just like, God this, God that. I'm like, oh, yeah, go on about God. What is it? I don't even, it's, you're so happy. What are you so happy about? I don't even know. But I don't know, just, it's what he, he's saying something. And then he said, God was, God loves you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 right. And then, I just, uh, I was thinking, 
Oh man, this guy's head, uh, what he's saying is gone in my head and I can't even get his voice out of my head this, like the last couple of days, it's just, it's, it's like God loves you, it's like it's there, it's like saying it to me. That's the gospel, the gospel's powerful and the word of God's powerful. The Bible says the word of God, when it's sent out, it, it accomplishes that which it was sent out to do. It does not come back void. You might not see the immediate result, but when we share the gospel, when we share the good news, they might walk away and you still think, you might think nothing's changed, but it's pricking their conscience. And, and sometimes your words, because of God on your words, the anointing on your words will echo in their ears. And I, I just can't get away from this God thing. But you know, Ben said something interesting before. Hi, Ben. How you doing? He, he said, I'm not dead. And he's opposing what it says. He's not understanding where it says we're dead in trans, transgressions and sins. And sometimes we might say that to someone that's unsaved. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm not dead. I'm still alive. And it's true that his flesh is, or his fleshly heart is still ticking. He's still functioning. He's still breathing. How much longer if you keep living like that? I don't know. But he's still alive in the sense of being naturally alive. His soul is still in operations. He still has emotions. But... There is something that is dead and it started with mankind way back in the Garden of Eden in Genesis when we first fell through Adam and Eve. God said, don't eat of this or you'll die. Interestingly enough, Adam and Eve, and I'm talking about the, the knowledge of the, or the, the fruit of the tree, the knowledge of good and evil, the famous story in Genesis. Interestingly enough, Adam and Eve lived for quite some time after so what did die that day when they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Their inner man, their connection, their spirit was disconnected. And they became by nature sinners because they are spiritually disconnected. God is still in communication. God is still uh, designing a plan and has designed a plan to reconcile man back to God. But unless you receive it, you remain dead spiritually in your sins and that's what's happened to hey, Ben until we preach the gospel I want to I, I reckon I'll come along I'll come along I'll come I'll join you I'll come Can't get man. there, man. I got, mate. I got. What are you doing? What are you? What are you trying? I'm trying to get there, man. What are you doing? You know, in Ecclesiastes 3:11, it says that God has made everything beautiful in its time, and He's also said eternity in the human heart. Ben knows deep down that there's more, and so there's some sort of attempt, there's some sort of awakening to the fact that there is an eternity, there is a God, and so there's an attempt to come to Him, but. I want to tell you that this sitting on the fence, this halfway, this one foot in the world, this one foot in God is just not a comfortable place to be. And God's got a destiny and a purpose and plan for your life, but you're not going to be able to walk in it and obtain it if you just put one, just kind of double the toe in. He wants your whole life. If I say to you right now, 316, 
What do you immediately think of? Christians, you've been in the scene for some time now. What do you think of when it's 3.16? Some of you can quote it. What are you going to quote? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And we clap and we cheer because it's a wonderful Scripture and it's the truth and it's a real key to salvation and eternal life, right? But if we unpack that word believe, particularly in its original form, the coined in Greek, the old school Greek language, what we discover is that it's not just a superficial belief. It's not like, yeah, okay, well, I believe so. We'll give it a bit of a go. We'll see what happens. I, you know, I go to the scouts. I, I'm a part of the footy club. And yeah, I attend church sometimes and I'll put another badge on my shoulder to say that I'm a Christian. That's not the sort of belief. You know, the Bible, it says that even the devil believes and trembles. And the devil's not going to heaven. The devil doesn't have eternal life, yet he believes. But it's a superficial belief. The belief in 316, it literally means to cling to, to fully put your trust in, to forsake everything else and give your whole life to God, to make Jesus Lord of your life. I told you it'd be sore there, man. I'm doing this. What about the other 316? We think of 316 with John, but what about the other 316? The 316 that often we don't want to talk about, that Jesus did talk about, that we don't. It's the Revelation 316. It's the Revelation 316 to the church. And Jesus spoke to the church. And He said to the church, and the church, by the way, is probably in this particular case, it's people that profess Christian, that take on the name of Christian, but their fruits show otherwise. The 316 of Revelation, Jesus warns the church about a a particular position in their heart that He terms lukewarm. Lukewarm's like in the middle. And Jesus said, if I prefer you either hot, this is cold up here. I prefer you either hot or cold. And that Bacardi is not going to warm you up enough, man, to get you into heaven. Cold or hot. And he said, if you're in the middle, if you're lukewarm, then I'll spew you out of my mouth. Brother. You're here, man. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And often it's the leap of faith. Jesus said, if you lose your life in me, lose the old life, lose it. You can't drink of the cup of demons or be partakers of the table of demons and of God. And he said, lose your life and you'll find it in Him. Thank How do you, you feel, feel man? <laughs> I feel like a hundred times lighter for a start. <laughs> Everything like I'm looking around and I'm looking at the sky and it's, I don't think, has it, has it always been that blue? I don't know. Is the, is the grass is greener? Your eyes have been open, man. I don't know what's happened. I'm serious. It's like, <laughs> everything, is, it's like I was, in black and white, and it's color. It's, oh my, wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you for life. Thank you that this is real life. God, thank you that you love me. Oh, wow. I'm so grateful, God, that you're real. I can't believe you're real. God, thank you. Lord, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for, for you, Lord, and I will do whatever you say you, you've got for me, God, because I know that you've got a plan, Lord. I know that. You've got something in store and you're smart. God, you're the one that made the whole world. You're the one that made the universe. You know what you've got for me, God. So, God, I, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my life, Lord. I'm going to, whatever you've got, God, you, 
Just show me. Show me what you've got for me, Lord. Show me. Hey, Benny. I got something I want to give you. But I want to tell you about something. The Bible says that we've literally been translated out of darkness. Supernaturally translated. out of Not a jump in our own strength, but by grace, through faith, we're translated out of darkness and into His glorious, His wonderful light. And that's why you can see the Bible says that the God of this world, the devil, blindfolds the eyes of the unbeliever. When you make that leap of faith, when you make that step into your destiny, the blindfold comes off, man, and you see like you've never seen before. And you know, God's got a purpose and a plan. And you pray, God, what can I do for you? I've got something for you, man. What's, what is this? This represents love. It's like blood, the blood of Jesus. Love is what you've been given. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Red represents <laughs> the blood. Because of the blood, the love flows. Uh, thank you, Lord. Without thank the blood, the love can't flow. It can flow around you. It can compel you to come in, but it can't flow in you. But when you come to God, He literally baptizes you with His love. And you know, the first thing that He wants you to do is learn to love Him. The great royal commandment, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Enjoy His love, man. Learn to love. Learn to love well. Literally stay in this place forever. <laughs> thank you so much, God, for your love. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. God, God, I want I want you to use me, Lord. I want you to use me, Lord. What do you want me to do, God? What have you got for me, God? Let me tell you something else really important, man. Love is powerful. And love will compel you to obey Him. You know, Jesus said that they that love me, because you know, the word love gets bandied around a lot, doesn't it? You know, I love this. I love ice cream. I, I love this. I love football. I love the Saints, the football club. And I love the Saints, by the way, you guys. But what really is love? Love compels us. Love is sacrificial. Love compels us to be obedient. And one of the things that Jesus said, was to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You see, when we get filled with love, we get filled with holiness. When we get filled with righteousness, we become new creatures. We were once sinful by nature, but now we take on His divine nature. And we love righteousness. And He says, seek it first. And you know, in the world, we like we just live to fill our need, and yet we still need more. How many people remember that position? You're just trying to fill the void with all these different things and yet we need, 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 need more. But God says, when you come over here, don't chase what you need, just chase me. Seek first the kingdom of God and my righteousness. And He said, I'll add all these things, all the things that you need, I'll add them to you if you'll seek me first. And so your destiny, the plan of God is real simple. Love Him, seek Him. Seek His kingdom. By the way, that's a big topic. 
And I want to tell you, it's an adventure. It's an amazing adventure. I'm in. This is great. Freedom. It's joy. (laughs) It's life. It's peace. It's righteousness. It's amazing. I'm in. I'm I'm, I'm in. I'm all in. What's what's next? Come on, bring this. (laughs) Everyone tell Ben, there's so much more. (laughs) And when you think that it's awesome, there's so much more. Amen. Hey, there may be hard times. But if you'll cling to His love, He'll be with you. God's not promising you that you're not going to have trials and tribulations and tests. It's not all rainbows and lollipops. Although there'll be times like that. Green pastures, still waters. But there's also valleys. Valleys of shadow of death. But the good news is you don't need to fear evil because you've got Jesus as your shepherd and He'll lead you and you've got love and you've got life and you've got peace. Here's something else that's really amazing, man, when you come to Jesus. How many people remember being over here? Maybe some of you are still there now. And relationships were just so difficult without the love of God. How many people remember that? Family breakdowns. I mean, look at our statistics today with marriage. It's too sad, man. It's... We're becoming more and more debauched and more and more messed up and our relationships and family values have gone out the window. But when we come to Christ, He reminds us of the importance of family and the priority of family. So we love God. We love people. We seek first the kingdom and His righteousness. We begin to honor our mom and dad. We love our wife, even as Christ loved the church. And God begins to reconcile and begins to teach us how to love people and even love our enemies. That's the amazing thing about Christianity. You won't get that in too many other religions, but in Christianity you will. And I want to tell you, even if you make a mistake, even if you drop the ball, even if you fall in sin, it doesn't mean you need to go back to the start because we have an advocate. 1 John, it talks about, it says, if you sin, you have an advocate. What is an advocate? It's a defender. And Jesus has shed His blood for your past sins, but also the potential mistakes and sins that you're in now. And all you need to do is say, I'm sorry, Jesus, help me get back on track. And He says, get back up, son. Brush yourself off. You're still righteous. You're still holy. You just made a mistake. Here, try it again. Try it again. Go for it. Everyone's going to make mistakes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. I'm... I'm so grateful for your grace, Lord, in my life. Seriously, oh my, my Lord, my God, I, I, <laughs> and I, you know what? Hey, it's gonna happen. I feel like I did that on purpose, actually. Uh, sometimes we're like, we grow, we're like babies. We have tantrums and we make mistakes. What are, you, are you calling me a baby, Dan? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, sometimes we get offended. And, But we need to understand we forgive others, man. Because every time you feel like that, just look back here. And remember where you were in in that fallen state. And people are going to upset you. People are going to hurt you. And particularly in church, because church is not perfect. Why? Because we're in it. And there'll be times where you feel like dropping the ball and even throwing the ball. It might not even be a mistake. But he encourages you and says, go again. 
Hi, Siri. He says, go again. It's okay, man. You don't need to go back. I'll do one. I can do one. That's, that's all I'm doing. Yeah. Just start with that. Love God. It's your foundation. Never depart love, man. Once we start to partner love, then who knows where things will head. You can do it. Come on. Righteousness. Holiness. You're beginning to learn who you are. You know, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it talks about transformation. Now, we know spiritually that all things have already passed away. And positionally, we're already as righteous as we're ever going to be. But sometimes we have old soul patterns. Sometimes we have old thought patterns that we need to deal with. And so we need to be in fellowship. We need to be in community. We need to be in discipleship. We need to renew this mind to begin to think how Christ thinks, begin to think how Jesus thinks. And the Bible says, put on the mind of Christ. And all of a sudden, you start getting back your Godfidence again, remembering who you are in Christ. You're a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It's no longer you that live, but Christ that lives in you. And all of a sudden, you just start to get the flow and you jump in the river and you let the river take you. Because it's amazing. Let's give Ben a round of applause. He's doing pretty good right now. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God, I repent. I've changed my mind. I've I've put my thoughts towards you, Lord, right now, God. And and even though I keep stuffing up, I'm so grateful that you keep on loving me, God. You keep on loving me back. Thank you, God. I'm ready to go again, Lord. You got this, man. I know it's hard sometimes, especially in family, but you got this. You know, sometimes you'll be ridiculed and mocked for your faith, even by our closest loved ones. But that's why we put Jesus first. We love God first with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. You've got a destiny, man. You've got a plan. I think you're starting to get the hang of this. There's more for you. I'm struggling with three. Let Ben know. Come on, say there's more for you. All right, come on. Come on. God, whatever you've got, I want it. I want whatever you've got, Lord. I will do whatever. Whatever you Lord, my heart is for you. I, I, I lay aside all my all the the weights of the world, all the all any anything, Lord, that's holding me back. I just cut it off right now, Jesus. I'm all in, God. I'm all in, Lord. Come on, bring it. All right, let's do this. There's a destiny. There's a call in your life. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. You can do it. You've been found faithful. You've been found faithful, which God has given you. And he's like, come on, man. Come on, let's do this. There's a whole world to get saved. And I've got a specific potential, a specific plan for you that no one else can do. Come on. Everyone say, come on, Ben, you can do this. You got this. Come on. Like Jeremiah, he said, even before you were formed in your mother's womb, said, I had a plan, I had a destiny. I called you to be a prophet unto the nations. And you may make mistakes, but we just go again. I'm ready. I'm ready for more. Come on. (laughs) I want to tell you, I'm talking to Ben, but I'm also talking to you this morning. And God, He's got something specifically for you. There's a plan and, and there may be a leap of faith that you need to take to step into your destiny. But He has something specifically for everyone because there's a big world out there there's a kingdom 
that needs to advance. The kingdom of God needs to advance all over the world. And he's calling people just like Ben, just like you. Say, yes, I'm going to take it on. I'm going to, I know it's hard sometimes. You may make mistakes. You may fall, but get up and go again and keep running the race. In Corinthians, it talks about a race. Paul talks about a race. And he, and he says, don't just run the race like it's a fun run, but run the race to win. If we stumble, we go again, but we run to win. What is winning? It's advancing the kingdom, man. It's becoming love. It's seeing as many people like Ben come into the light as we can. We want to see a big party in heaven. Amen? Yes! <laughs> you little legend. you got to be like a child. Exactly. <laughs> into the kingdom. Praise God. Hey, you're getting really Dan, good at this. Dan, oh, I'm, I'm getting, I, I feel like, I don't know, I'm just, God's, God's doing really great things and I'm excited for more. I'm, I want to go next level. Who wants to see Ben go next level? All right, I'm going to help you out a little bit with the light. How about stand here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this one, but <laughs> we'll give it a while. All right, this is where it's going to get interesting, okay? So we might need a little bit of... A little bit of cheering for Ben. Give, give Ben a cheer if you want to support him. And, and you know, we, we know it's all God, but we can also, you know, he talks about giving talents to his people. There's a parable about the talents. But he says he gives us the talents, like some two, some five, some ten, some seven. But it's according to our ability. And I believe that potentially we have... The ability side of things is the, there's an onus on us that we can continue to increase in ability. And if we're found faithful with that which we're given in our ability and we increase in our ability, whatever your ability is, and you continue to work on that, then He'll give you more talents and He'll give you more. When you're being found faithful with little, He'll entrust you with more. How many people believe that? I'm glad you do because Jesus said it. Amen. <laughs> All right, let's do this. bit higher? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ready? Let's give him a cheer. Come on. Yes! Hey, you did it for a little while. Man, like, really, with man it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. But let's just yeah. try five. And Why not? One, no, let's, uh, five, five's good, but I reckon we go for six. Okay. Here we go. Oh, I'll <laughs> Ambitious, but... <laughs> oh, I, oh. oh, you're an absolute Thanks, legend. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Interesting. You know, I remember a time when Moses tried to juggle a fair bit too. Remember that story? He had a lot of people that he needed to juggle, a lot of issues that he needed to juggle. In fact, he was becoming quite stressed out. And leaders, if you try and juggle too much, potentially you'll burn out. Business owners, family members, if you try and take on too much, we can burn out. So we need to understand the season we're in. And God brought some wisdom to Moses in the form of Jethro. It was the brother and sorry, the father-in-law of Moses. 
And he said, look, I'm going to give you some wisdom. You need some help. You got so much to juggle, man. You need some help. I'm going to give you a leadership strategy. And you're going to assign captains over 50s and captains over thousands and captains over hundreds. And then I'm reminded of the Jesus model of discipleship. And I wrote something this week on social media and I was just thinking about, can you imagine if a pastor, for example, 400 people tried to say, well, I'm going to try and juggle all 400 people and get to know them really closely or at least a little bit closely and maybe I might catch up with every one of them once a week for a coffee. And he sets about doing it and then he's all of a sudden runs across an accountant like Judy and she says, do you realize that's going to take you 7.9 years if you catch up with everyone once a week for a coffee? And by the time you get to the last person, they might not still be in the church because they've offended that they're offended that it took you 7.6, 7.5 years to get to them. So what do we do? Jesus ministered to thousands, yet there were 12 that He discipled closely, intentionally. So they could help with the harvest. So they could go in and see more people saved and make disciples that make disciples. Amen? Awesome. So what do you think about that, bro? I love it. Let's let's uh, expand, expand. Let's grow. Let's multiply. Let's disciple. Let's do this thing. All right. Hands up if you can juggle. If you can juggle three balls. Put your hand right up in the air real high. One over here. Yes. Two, three. Anyone else up the back? One. Oh, nice. All these people coming out of the woodwork. Hidden talents. Oh, awesome. Um, one more time. Hands nice and high. All right. I'm gonna, we got a few. There's this lovely lady in the front with the stripy um, dress. Oh. Just randomly picked her, did you mean? Yeah, I just thought... She looked nice. Hi, what's your name? Anthea. Anthea, what's your last name? That's the same as mine. Oh, my goodness. Hey, man shall not. uh, (laughs) It's not good for man to be alone. Yay. Come on. Teamwork. Come on, woman. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's biblical. Come on. (laughs) All right, let's give Anthea a round of applause. Thank you for helping. Let's do this, babe. I reckon... We're going we're gonna to have to learn teamwork. We're going to work through our issues. This is intense discipleship as the last year and a half. We've been married one year and a half, and I'll tell you what, God has refined and refined and refined, and He's still refining and refining. And anyway, we're getting there. So this is probably an accurate reflection of where we're at. <laughs> in, in sort of, you know, starting to get there. We're going right. All right, here we go. You ready? Whoa. Hey, that was almost Why did you drop it? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, that's the old nature. Hey, 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 die. Sorry. You're alive in Christ now. Babe, you're doing good. That was a good start. (laughs) No, that was awesome. Okay, here we go. All right. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Yes. (laughs) Woo. I know it's an illustration, but this is really, really important. And sometimes people get things visually. Ben could only, like he's very gifted, very talented, but he could only do so much. And yeah, he could get maybe six up for a little while on his own, but not for long, he starts dropping the ball. And I believe like these balls potentially represent something very precious, people's lives. 
And, and I think it's really important that we understand, like we could all sit down and I could sit down next to this lady here. We could kind of sit back and be entertained by how wonderfully gifted Ben is and how wonderfully gifted Anthea is. And we can all sit back and play church on Sunday morning and sit back and say, man, and we can you know, leave here and, and say, you know, let's go and get some lunch and let's talk about, gee, that revelation that Ben had was amazing. His gifting is so awesome. His relationship, it wasn't that amazing. We can kind of golf clap and cheer him on and just be satisfied with the fact that we've got a few talented people in the house. And, but nothing really gets done with that, does it? I don't know about you, but we're here for revival. Glenn, and revival's not going to happen if we just have Gabe, a few people, a few talented people. We, we need Who else? all hands on deck. I don't know about you, but I can probably maybe juggle one before I start. Three ball jugglers, come on, come on. Let's get some juggles. If you can do two, if you can do two in one hand or two in a circle. All right. These guys have. I reckon we got more. I I think there's a few people putting their hand up. There's a few volunteers who are taking the. weight of the work here and there's a few people sitting back just watching who's just watching and they have an ability yeah come on what's your name sean come on sean (laughs) give him a hand who else who else anyone can do three can i say something here yeah here's the interesting thing about the harvest right jesus said pray more laborers for the harvest even if you don't have any talent how many people believe they can just juggle one come on Come on up, even if you can juggle one, come on up. Because the more people involved in the harvest, you bring the talent that you have, bring the little that you have and let God multiply it. All he needs is someone yeah, to be faithful on, and willing. Come on, Kieran, two balls. There are people here who can only juggle two. Jump up if you can do two, if you can do one. Three, two, one, come on up. Faithful, willing. Say, you know what? I'm just, I don't know how to do this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn. Come on. I'm gonna be faithful with what I've been given. I'm gonna step out. Oh no, it's it's a little bit silly. You, you can't do that on a Sunday. I'm not getting up and being involved in this. Sometimes that's like the gospel, isn't it? We're like, oh no, I'm not gonna step out and say something in the workplace. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm a little bit ashamed. But Jesus said, don't be ashamed. Step out. There's a great harvest. Jesus said the harvest is plentiful. Jesus said the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. But pray there be more laborers for the harvest. And then we can see 10 disciples. We can see 20, 50, 100 fold. Man, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more. Come on. There's more. Who wants to get up? Let it be a prophetic statement to say, I'm going to be a part of the harvest. I'm going to be a part of the harvest. I don't care what I look like. I'm going to be a part of the harvest. Jesus, be glorified. I'm going to throw some out. If my friend is a little bit shy, I'm going to throw one out. Say, come on, let's be a part of the harvest. Let's shout around. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Right, let's get them all up. Let's get them all up. Let's get them all up in the air for Jesus. Come on. Let's get them up. Let's get them up. Let's get them up. There's a mighty heart.
wow, this is what I call church. Not sitting back and watching one person with a gift, but, but saying, I'm going to be a part of the harvest. And when we have an army of people that join their faith, that join their talents together, anything can happen. So listen, everyone, grab the balls, hold on to them, and on the count of three, we're going to do it together. This is going to look good. Keeping in mind, if we had it just all sat back and cheered Ben on, six is all we'll see in the air. And we can be happy with that and be entertained by that. Or what would it look like if we all got on board in unity? Are you ready? So in unity, we're going to throw them in the air. Some of you can do two, some can do three, some can do six, some can do one. But together we're a mighty army. Are you ready? On the count of three, we're going to rock this out. We're going to see these together. So hold on to them, hold on to them. And we're going to do it together. Are you ready? On the count of three. One, two, three, now! Yes! Jesus! That's, that's revival. That's revival. That's how we're going to see revival. That's how we're going to see revival. Glory to you, God. Everyone's involved in the harvest. Jesus, you're amazing. Jesus, you're amazing. We've all got a part to play. Glory to God. That's beautiful. That's brilliant. Why don't you give, give him a round of applause, all the participants. Grab your seats, and we're going to finish up. <laughs> Thanks, man. Awesome. I love bringing some drama into church. It reminds me of some of the Amy Semple McPherson days. This is what she would do. She'd take it out on the streets and... Many people would gather, and then she'd say, she'd run to the church. She'd say, come on. It's Amy Semple from the Four Square Gospel. Let's give Ben a round of applause. Thank you so much. And Anthea. Ben, I'm going to hand it over to you, man. Yeah, and I know awesome. We've only got a few minutes, but let's see if anyone today wants to make that leap of faith and give their life to Jesus. Now. We're as just I'll, about finished. Thank you, guys. As we were doing that little drama just before, um, I like I teared up not because you know I'm like can magically make tears, but I actually went back to that place of remembering God and um. I'm, oh, thank you, Lord. I'm so grateful for His love that is so constant. Is so. Every time I've, I've, I've been that person that's, you know, had the, had the juggling ball and I've just dropped it by mistake. We all, we all have, but there are times as well, you know, when I've been the person that's thrown it on the ground because, you know, the hurts and the things that we, we do, the mess we get ourselves into, the sin we get entangled in, all those things, it hurts. And, and, and so, you know, we, we, we sometimes rage against God, even in our salvation. But, you know, even coming up to that point, you know, we might not know we were dead, so there's, you know, today we want to do an altar call for both people who want to know Jesus for the first time, and that's, you know, the, 
most amazing thing that's happened in my life. I was, okay, so it, it's, it's, it's really prophetic what God's doing because I have no attachment to these juggling things. Like, you know, there's, I, I, I gave it up this year. I said, God, this is my sabbatical year from performing. So I perform juggling and, and that sort of thing. And I was like, God, I just want to actually consecrate this whole year to you, whatever you got fresh for me. And he, and he brought it back through this. Dan called me up and he said, let's do an illustration. I'm like, okay, all right, God, I'll, I'll follow. I'll do, I'll do what you're calling me to do. And, he, and so, you know, we can hang on to things our way, you know, and, and way back when I was uh, about 12 years ago, um, I was doing a little bit of performing and, and I didn't know God at that time. And that I would do a, a uh, say for example, a little show and, um, I, you know, people would, would, were happy with the, all the, you know, the comedy and the juggling, whatever. I remember this feeling afterwards of, wow, there is such a gaping hole in my heart. I know that I, there's more. There's got to be more. And it's not this. You know, sometimes it's in, in, the, in the dumps, in the depths that we can find Jesus. Sometimes it's in the heights. Sometimes it's in the things that we've, we've saved all the money. We've bought the nice house. We've got the great car. We've got... Whatever it is that, uh, you know, we've been striving for. And then we get there and we're like, oh, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. There's no satisfaction. It's not, there's no peace. There's no true peace in that place. And I just want to encourage, if there's anyone here today who hasn't received Jesus, put your hand up. Put it up really high. If you want to receive Jesus, is there anyone who hasn't? Awesome. Yes. Praise God. Praise God. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Anyone else? And, uh, Anyone else? Maybe Let- been those that have been kind of living like this. Yep, absolutely. That must have been hard for you doing that, by the way. Oh. <laughs> it is hard and it's not nice. It's, you know, you, you won't have peace here either, will you? You know, we, any of us who have had a time of, of, you know, sort of backsliding a little bit or, or, or having one foot there and one foot there, know that it's just not worth it. That it's... God is amazing, and every time that you um, fully consecrate your life, fully give your life to God, yes, you, you, you might have to give things up. You might have to cut off something. You might have to break a relationship that's not good. You might have to, you know, um, give up the drink. You might have to do these things to, to really consecrate, to really cut off the old life and come into to new life, but it's, it's worth it. We've got a, a blip, a blip that, that's the tiniest little thing, the, the, I don't even know if that's a real word, but it's, you know, it's the tiniest, tiniest little bit of time is now, is this life, is this 80 odd years that we get on the planet, right? The rest is eternity. So the way I look at it, let's be 100% in, 100% in for Him. We're going to stand before God, give an account for our lives, and we get a chance in this, in this time as well to sow into the eternal destiny of other people. So we get to go, all right, I'm not just going to be a nice Christian who just kind of, you know, um, ticks the box and says, okay, I've just done the, and my, my minimum required. But God, I want to surrender my life and say, what have you got for me? And, and that's the, the place of bliss. It is an inexpressible joy. And no drug, no experience, no, nothing can compare to just that joy of, of knowing Him. And we're made for that. We're, it's like a, a hand in a glove, you know. When, we, when we're fully in for God. So I just encourage anyone else who needs to do that little step Come as well. On. Pop your hand up. Do you want to jump over? Jump over right now, anyone? Come on. Be brave. Come on. 
Yep, a couple of people. God bless you. Awesome, awesome. That is so good. And maybe a fresh touch. Yeah, come forward for a fresh touch. If you put your hand up to receive Jesus, you want to receive Jesus, come forward. You're sitting, you're sick of sitting in the middle. You want to give all into Jesus and make Him Lord. Come forward. If you want a fresh touch, we're going to invite the ministry team to come up. Let's stand to our feet. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this one or for other information, check out our website at firechurch.com.au.